This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the main event, let's get ready to scale Agile. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. That's more. That's Come on, more. Dad. That's You've been more. working really That's hard. That's more. You've been working out every day. You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the Less ring. Get him, more. Dad. That's is more. That's is more. That's is more. Mom. You get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. This is the first episode of the fourth bout of Agile Framework Fight Night. This fight night was hosted in Seattle by Beyond Agile, a meetup that you can find at meetups.com. Like the first Agile Framework Fight Night, we brought together another winning panel of experts who really want to win and represent their framework and the frameworks we have are in the far corner representing Discipline Agile Delivery. We have Ricardo Garcia out of doom. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. In the other corner representing Fast Agile, we have Paige Watson, the paginator. In the other side of the ring, surrounded by several million BTUs of air conditioning, is Team Safe, represented by Barry L. Smith, known to his fans as Barry the Blizzard. And housed in a secret room beneath the wrestling ring is the Nexus Room. And representing Team Nexus is Richard Hunhausen, the Scrumhausen. And the moderation was done by yours truly, Lancer Times, the Unkind. Let's start out with the introduction of the panelists. Welcome to Agile 2023, Agile Framework Fight Night, the fourth practically annual Agile Framework Fight Night. Uh, and and uh, we have, uh, first of all, Ricardo Garcia, Discipline Agile. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Ricardo Garcia. I work at Costco. I have a few Agile teams. And I'm trying to learn every single day. Uh, Agile uh, practices allow everyone to continue to improve and learn. So I'm at Costco. All right. So that's the Dad of Doom. And then we have Barry L. Smith of Team Safe. Barry, tell us about yourself. Yes, I, I was told to be the captain of my team. So 
dust the hat. Um, so I, uh, I was certified in, as a safe program consultant about six or seven years ago. I've had the opportunity to uh, apply many of the concepts, uh, both at Disney and at Costco. Um, and, you know, nowadays I consult with clients to build uh, teams for them and also uh, talk about transformations of their organization. I'm going to be straight up about it, folks. SAFE has encountered some issues, so I'm here to give you the straight story about SAFE, you know, and where you can leverage it to your benefit, and still why it's, you know, better than all the rest of that stuff. So carry on. Let's go. That's Barry the Blizzard, folks. <laughs> then we've got Paige Watson. Tell us about, and he's for Team Fast, Agile. So tell us about yourself, Paige. Ooh, sure. So... I'm a senior technical coach at Industrial Logic, but I've been uh, teaching people about Fast, talking about it for, I don't know, it's been almost six years since we, we started doing Fast at Primera Blue Cross. So Ron asked me to step in tonight. I think he was feeling a little weathered that uh, you guys were beating him about last year. So. <laughs> Welcome to the fray, Paige. Yes. Thank you. Paige, what's a technical coach? When you say technical, uh, what's the emphasis on technical? Process, practice, whatever it takes to make the great software. Okay. But next up, we have Richard Hoonhausen from Team Nexus. Richard, tell us about yourself. We cannot hear you. Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, Richard. He's looking for the end. You got to start over. Yeah. And that's <laughs> all I've got to say about, about that. Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to drop that Forrest Gump reference right there. That's all i got to say about that. Uh, yeah, my background's technical, software developer. Got together with Ken Schwaber in 2009. We started Scrum.org together, the home of professional Scrum. This thing called Safe started growing kind of under the sink and behind the, you know, the toilet, this kind of black fungus. And we <laughs> saw that it was going to harm humanity. So Ken Schwaber, co-creator of Scrum, and a couple of us got together to come up with the antidote which is Scrum scaled, called the Nexus Scaled Scrum Framework. I'm here to talk about it. And you can call me Scrumhausen. Scrum yes, yes, Scrumhausen, <laughs> nice. All right, so the first question is, give a comparison as to how your Agile framework will help an organization remove or reduce dependencies better than some other framework. Well, I feel I might as well go ahead and set the Set the baseline here. Barry the Blizzard. Um, <laughs> so clearly dependencies are one of the critical things we need to be concerned about uh, when we're talking about getting multiple teams, a big number of teams to coordinate on any complex project. One of the strongest benefits of the Scaled Agile Framework and it's discipline around program increment planning is the event of PI planning provides a defined specific opportunity for everyone to get together and discover those dependencies and thereby either, you know, recognize them, minimize the impact and perhaps point to future improvements where the organization might rearrange themselves to reduce those dependencies. Unlike, say, Discipline Agile, which leads you to discover your own magic, which 
is a delightful degree of freedom. But when you're talking about, you know, what, what we would call a release train with 100 plus people, you know, eight, nine, 10 teams, the opportunity to go off the rails, as it were, for a release train uh, is, is huge. So a degree of guidance is, is really helpful. And this is where PI planning and particularly a program board that lets people visually identify dependencies and address them immediately is an enormous advantage. Paige, I'm delighted to see you here to represent Fast Agile. I'm really inclined, interested to hear how you approach this because I have yet to hear any any discussion about it, how how that occurs. And uh, Dr. Scrumhausen, uh, in in the same way, you know, I think there's a lot of great opportunities for less. But I think the challenge is that as organizations get larger, when you have more teams involved. I'm not aware of a specific specific mechanism unless that helps visualize and identify those dependencies. So I'm looking forward to being educated if I'm missing something, but I really think that safe, strong component of PI planning, program boards, and the opportunity to come together on a regular basis and specifically look for dependencies and treat them, um, I, I don't think there's a parallel in the industry. You know, one of the things that you really need to to deal with a complex problem is lots of structure and lots of rules and lots of meetings, right? The F in FAST stands for, stands for fluid, which means we, we work fluidly, we have fluid teams, we allow that emergence of, of design and the connection of the right people and the right work at the right time, right? We FAST is a complex adaptive system rather than a really complicated one like safe right when when you have a complex problem simple rules are the the way to fix it the way to to deal with it right it, if you think of like think of the power of like a roundabout right and very few rules very fast cars moving through there all the time fast is that roundabout of the agile process yeah, and since SAFE went first and is obviously the large target in the room here, I'm going to jump up on the top of the, top of the ring ropes here and jump out with the Scrumhausen. Uh, and just say two things jumped out at me there. PI planning is the opposite of Agile. If you're going to get together and plan out, I think, six months at a time, you know, trying to read the tea leaves that far out, good luck with that. Dependencies are going to come up way more often than once every quarter. And also, I don't think it's a great plan to just put a bunch of yarn on the wall and look at it all sprint long. So standing on the shoulder of giants here, Scrum and its empirical process framework, what we bring to Nexus is mandatory cross-team refinement. We believe in finding those dependencies early, whatever they are, people dependencies, technology dependencies, tool dependencies, domain dependencies, and identify those and mitigate those early so that when it comes time to sprint plan, not quarter plan, sprint plan, two to four weeks at a time, because things change. You want to be able to turn that shit more often than every quarter. That's our, that's our view. Then you've got a good handle on what the dependencies are. Ken and I and some others, we actually built Nexus to solve one problem. And that's question number one here is dependencies. We don't see alignment with the program board and alignment with the programs and the epics and the architectures and all that. 
as providing agility. We see teams empowered, self-managing, and having a handle on dependencies as the true source of agility. That's the Nexus's point of view. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the comment came about the data doom flexibility of a save because one of the areas that save actually create a big problem is teams now feel that they are a hundred percent committed to that PI planning, in which is contrary of what is all about uh, agile. That is. Do changes, right? Because agile is about change, not good quality work. Uh, discipline agile basically with the continual improvement encourage the teams to talk about issues with dependencies, and that eliminate a lot of the dependencies, and they are identified daily because we encourage that communication all the time. Sorry, Barry, but I don't know if you are safe at this moment. <laughs> I've entered the ring. Okay, so it's disingenuous to say that we that if you're following safe, you put you know, yarn on the wall and stare at it. Anybody who's implemented safe or have worked within the framework we're aware of the identification of dependencies, committing to a plan, and then looking at that plan as the PI progresses and adapting that plan should should the inevitable changes arise. It's, un, you know, none of us expect that the plan that we create a, a quarter in advance is going to be the plan. It's going to be what it is at that time, but we allow for the opportunities to inspect and adapt as time goes on. And we meet with our stakeholders to redefine, make sure we're aligned to the plan. We identify our dependencies and our risks, and they work them out throughout the PI. It's not a set it and forget it. I yield the floor. What she said. I can rebut, but or I can wait if you only allow one every time. You going to rebut my rebut? I'm not telling you until people <laughs> tell me if I can do it. Go ahead, go ahead jump in. Yeah. First of all, PI planning is not a quarter long, only if you want it to be a quarter long. I'm an STE now of over 50 teams and we do it every six weeks. That means it's small, mm. small amount of work. The other thing is every PI, you have sprint planning every sprint, every two weeks to adjust your plan. You tell me how I can run. I have 50 teams and I have to coordinate with different solutions that have 10 teams, 20 teams to put out a product. How can I do that without safe? I don't see any of these other things giving me the levers I need. When I look at that wall with that red yarn, you know what it's telling me? Are my value streams set up properly? If they are, there's not a lot of red string. So, I mean, if there's too much red string, I know I got other work to do with my value stream. So everything's a clue, right? That said, I'm, Agile agnostic, but I'm working as safe right now. Anyone have anything to, to add? So it, it sounds like safe is a vehicle for keeping lots of people employed rather than developing products in an agile way. No, it's not. Hundreds of teams or whatever. That's what I heard. 
Well, maybe, for, maybe try. I, I think in order to make this fight fair, it would be better to put facts on the table than than you know throw things out on the floor like that. I agree. So, so my personal situation is we need all those teams. There's there's uh, we have five products within my solution that fit together modularly as modules. So we need all of those. And we also need a platform that's a whole nother solution that provides that to us. So there's a reason why there's so many teams. It's actually to be more flexible. But Additionally, stakeholders, in, you know, the people paying for, for our solutions and support our solutions are part of the process. And by, you know, giving them some of the things that they need in order to be productive in making decisions, you know, SAFE provides that framework for them to be comfortable with an agile process. You know, because if left to their own devices, they're just going to go off and go, make me a 400-line Gantt chart. And we have to be realistic with the way you know, most businesses operate. Barry and I have both both worked in large enterprise organizations that have scaled. I've worked in three, four organizations now that have scaled. Some have been governmental organizations. And we have to be realistic at the way businesses will continue to look at Agile. And, you know, the beauty of SAFE, and you know, in, in some respects is to give them, give our business owners the look into how they're how they're spending their money and what they're getting for it and committing to the objectives is part of that so a quick summary i understand why people who are ill-informed or are working you know <laughs> according to rumor and you know misinformation are going to condemn safe as being a big ugly monolith but let me just come back to the fact that, for instance, a program board is a very useful way of making the work visible, something that's a fundamental lean concept, something that's been for more than half a century. And that it's simply a mechanism to say, hey, let's get together, share thoughts, and, and make it visible in a way we can all work on. Something which, you know, while Dr. Scrumhauser and the Paginator have said, oh, that's an evil or bad thing, we do it better. They haven't actually shown us a mechanism or discussed to us how they do that. What we do is build something that is visible, communicates the work, and then, you know, on a sprint level basis, teams still then adjust, adapt, inspect, and, and improve. So, you know, I, I understand from the outside, if you haven't actually worked on it and experienced it, you know, that it's easy to sort of gloss over that kind of stuff. But I, I thank you for those of you who have actually worked in this in the system can advocate for its utility. You know, Barry, one of the areas that we have challenged with SAFE, actually, let me use my eyes thing, is that basically it's a cookbook. All the practices that you have mentioned here are also done by all the different frameworks, right? Safe is the only one that came with a very interesting names and very interesting connotation on your practices. But once again, we all do that. That's not different. I'm trying to defend safe that way. Uh, interesting just to put it in that way. 
uh, I don't think that. Hey, Richard, I think your keyboard bad, is sounds but, coming over uh, quite a bit. Yeah, thank you. But that's uh, something that we need to be aware. Of. These practices are similar in almost all the frameworks. PI planning, many of the teams are still trying to learn how to do it, uh, even how to implement it in different corporations. And that's true. I actually have okay. had a conversation, um, several conversations with Ron about this. I think that, that actually fast and safe can, can coexist. Right, safe being a, a how do I say, like a corporate level, a, a much higher level, a way to connect those teams. However, at the team level, like allowing the people to be there at the time to self-select and dynamically reteam to build the good work is a much better, more important way of building that software than than sort of applying all those those uh, strict rules. But isn't that what we do in SAFE? We allow the teams to agree to the work that they're going to get done. And they choose the work they're going to do? Yes. And they dynamically retain when the, as they need to so that the people who, who can be best on, a, on building the software? Yeah. No. Yes. 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 yes, they do. No. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I think the problem with SAFE is, and then I'll, I'll try to be quiet, the problem with SAFE is it's very rare to see it being done well. I was actually in for a year and a half where it was done very well. Had I not been there and experienced it, I wouldn't believe it either. But where I am right now, we're not doing safe. We're not doing agile. That's why talking to Allison, <laughs> you know, it, it just people say they're doing something, they do it poorly, and then people think, oh, that's what safe is. No, that was a bad implementation. And, and that's that's absolutely true. And you can also extend that argument towards Agile and Scrum in general. So many places have bad executions of it, either a cargo cult or some form of zombie Scrum, that the whole, the whole idea, and in some cases have been working under the wrong impression of it for, you know, a couple of years limping along thinking that they're agile and I interview these people when you know they change jobs and I talk to them either you know for grow master positions and they're not and and the same thing with safe there's a lot of bad ways to do it but when you see it implemented well or you see it working and in actually the organization that I'm the coach in now it's working pretty well and we have our complaints as you would anything but we have stakeholders that are engaged we have people that inspect and adapt pi planning is well attended it's well run the breakout sessions are good people have a plan the stakeholders love to see the plan and be involved in it and then be involved when it changes and to understand and be transparent in the work that we're doing we talk to other teams they're also invited to our pi planning so we can talk about upstream and downstream dependencies and different systems there's a lot that we learn from each other as we go through this. Yeah, is it perfect? No. Someone that Barry, me, and Josh used to work for said, work with actually said, safe is collapsing under its own weight. And it can, but it also can be tailored to work in your organization. You don't have to overkill it.
Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel, Agile Noir. The dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become Agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the U.S. on Amazon, in India on Pothy.com, in China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. Next episode, the fighting panelists fight over the following question. Let's move on to the agility and scaling topic. So here's the next question. If an organization wants to better respond to changing requirements and deliver value to the market incrementally at scale, why would they want to lock themselves into your prescribed framework when they could tailor their own system of delivery based on agile values and principles? This was asked by Luke Ponzish. 